What's going on, Canes fans? Peter Ariz here with another edition of the Canes Insight Podcast. If you have not checked out D Money and I's instant reaction podcast to the win over Temple, that's up on the YouTube page and everywhere else that you get our podcasts. It's a bye week, but we will still be bringing you the content all week on canesinsight.com. Tonight, have a very special guest, Nick Echeverria, also known as West End Zone on the Canes Insight website and the forums. If you're not signed up there, go check it out. It's free. Canes Talk. 24-7, 365, six and a half million posts on the website. Again, completely free website. I know a lot of you check out the social media pages as well, but the forums, the eye in the sky and the recruiting board are the place to be if you are a Canes football junkie. Canesinsight.com. Tonight, we'll be getting into a breakdown of Lance Guidry's defense. He's been running a 4-2-5 scheme essentially here at Miami, which obviously at his other stops has run a lot of similar things as well. But Nick is a guy who's been calling for the Canes to use a variation of this for years on the website. Very knowledgeable poster. Played the game, played in college, has coached as well. So get in depth with him about 30-minute interview. Hope you guys enjoy it. Keep it locked on the website all week. D Money will be probably bringing you a recruiting update with the bank as we do every week on canesinsight.com. Keep it locked for the player and coach interviews. I know it's a bye week, but we should have some content there as well. Appreciate everyone's support. Like this video, subscribe, enjoy the interview. Talking about Lance Gidry's defense, breaking it all down. Been a very successful group. Go Canes. All right, Canes fans, very excited about this next guest here on the Canes Insight podcast. Some of you may know him as West End Zone on the Canes Insight uh, website, but this is Nick Echeverria, who, you know, give you a little background in terms of his football, uh, you know, knowledge and his football pedigree, played at Belen Jesuit High School, played linebacker, occasional fullback, all-county team, played at Catholic University over uh, under now Columbus head coach Dave Dunn, um, also coached at Belen for four or five years on the defensive side of the football, and including that state runner-up team that had a, a remarkable run beating Booker T, Norland, Northwestern. Um, so excited to have this guy, Nick on the podcast tonight. Nick, appreciate your time tonight. Yeah, man. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, you know, it's my first time ever doing something like this. And so I, I should probably I, uh, I apologize in advance to your listeners. It's probably the first time that you ever had a, a stutterer on the podcast. <laughs> no, man, listen, your, your, your content has always been top notch on the website and, you know, just another one of the very talented posters on the Canes Insight website. And, you know, for those of you who have not seen Nick's post that he actually made today on a, on Tuesday afternoon here, Lance Guidry's multiple nickel defense going through kind of the ins and outs of what he, he does with this, you know, anyone who's been following Nick again, Wes Endzone on the Canes Insight website for the for the longest time you've been a proponent of the 425 defense which is essentially what we are seeing 
now with Lance Gidry. And your post today kind of broke down a lot of the things that the you know the fan who just watches on TV and, and roots for the Canes doesn't necessarily understand a lot of the things that are going on schematically. So I wanted to have you on tonight uh, to kind of go through it. And really the theme of what this defense has been, Nick, is it's a multiple scheme, right? So they've, they've had the ability to match up, again, only four games in here. But you could really match up with a lot of different personnel packages on the offensive side of the football. Right. So just speaking about base defense, right, just – Speaking about uh, uh, nickel personnel, five DBs, uh, two linebackers, uh, four defensive linemen. Um, you know, I I kind of came up in this four-two-five system. Uh, coach safeties, we learned it from uh, Gary Patterson himself. Had a kind of a Division three school uh, coach come down to our school and kind of give us like oh, like a run through of it. Um, and you know, um, you know, like I finished playing. Uh, D3 football with Coach Don, um, you know, and, and I I um, get back and I coached. And then after that, uh, you know, sort of like the party was over for me. You know, I didn't really have an outlet for football, uh, found Kansas Insight, uh, started making these posts about the 425 and how it works. And the thing really that got me um, about the 425 is it kind of allows you to, um, you know, I, keep like a sectional defense where your front can be something and your uh, backside can be something co- uh, completely different. And, and you teach every position group, maybe like, you know, eight to 10 uh, different terms and, you know, they don't have to learn a whole defense. Right. And so that's what you're seeing here uh, with coach Gidry is he kind of pulls from that TCU uh, method where they take advantage of the spacing of the field, right? So, like, in my post, um, you know, uh, the average fan may not know something like this, but um, the uh, the hash marks in college are about 40 yards, whereas uh, in the NFL is about 18 uh, point something. And so you get sides of the field that are very small and sides of the field that are very large. And so at TCU, what they did is – they basically uh, designated uh, pre-alignment rules by field and boundaries. So there's a field safety who's kind of like a nickel, kind of like a Sam linebacker. Um, you know, oh, a guy like number 22 for us is kind of perfect for that, right? Where he's he's a football player. He, he kind of knows, um, you know, he kind of has like the instincts of a linebacker, small guy, but tough as nails. That's really what you need there. Then the flip side to that is a boundary safety, which – is like the perfect spot for a guy like James Williams, right? That that's to do everything position. That's the guy that can play deep in a condensed field, so it's less space. You know, ah, guy that's you know maybe doesn't have the fluidity as good as you know like a Camp Kitchens. Um, that guy can play deep on a short field, um, and then also he can come back down, right? That's the guy that's that's the true hybrid that can come down to the box. Uh, play on the edge like a D gap player. Play like a like a, a, a like a traditional outside linebacker. Can also scoot in. Uh, play more like a B gap also. So look, so it he's taken that TCU concept and sort of um, 
like furthered it, right? So he goes farther than that. He will have a field. I mean, based off, you know, you know, this is based off of what I see from, you know, uh, uh, from the games. I can kind of, you know, like I kind of joke with my dad who goes to the games and be like, I can't like just watch the games like a fan. Like I'm trying to like figure everything out. And something that I figured out is a, we always have the ability. I mean, I mean, uh, somebody uh, check if I'm wrong, but so far, based on what I've seen, we always have the ability to drop eight. And one way he does that is he designates a field and boundary end. So that that boundary end, again, to the short side of the field, covering less ground, is your more athletic guys, right? A guy like Nigel Lee Kelly, um, a guy like um, Jaden Harvey. Yeah, I mean, like, those are the guys that are going to play the boundary. Um, and then, you know, at times playing coverage obviously we've been uh sort of torched in that a few times so far um and then to the field you have guys playing to their strength right so um guy like uh you know like bane like uh uh mesador playing playing to the field where a guy that's playing more of a traditional five technique a guy that, that's going to stop a run um and so because of that um he's very easily able to switch into like sort of odd fronts um, play like uh, like a uh, he uh, he plays bear out of a uh, out of nickel personnel, um, uh, pretty remarkable. Yeah, and I mean that that has to be tough on a on an offensive coordinator and on a court an opposing quarterback, right? I mean these aren't these aren't the conventional looks you see. I mean maybe in the NFL there there's a lot of coordinators who are doing stuff like this, but at the college level, right, to be able to like you said show. A, a bare front, but on the backside shows something completely different that has to mess with the mind of, of a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just something that I don't think teams do that often. And if they do it, it's kind of janky. And, and you know, I, I kind of wanted to talk today, like, you know, before getting into all this scheme stuff, um, you know, just kind of looking at coach Gidry and, doing the research on him and seeing his past teams play. He's not really a guy that wants to blitz. You know, he's not a guy that just is constantly standing pressure because that's just what he does. Yes. He has blitz packages like every other team does. Um, but it seems like just based off of his comments, you know, preseason and things like that, where, you know, he, he wants to, to, to call the plays that his guys are comfortable with. And it seems like, you know, the guys we have want to blitz, you know, they, they, they feel good doing it, you know? And, and so, um, you know, what's the best, you know, what's the best way to do that? Right. So two things, y you have defensive linemen, uh, probably not the biggest guys, you know, we heard all the talk preseason, a uh, guy like, uh, uh, Josh pay talking about how, um, you know, that we can't stop the run that we have good, uh, sort of pass rushers, things like that. You know, it kind of makes sense what Gidry's doing, right? He's going to, you know, line up in an odd front, not give a, a clear tell where the pressure is coming from and just be constantly moving. So you see us pre-aligning an even front, shifting to an odd front, and vice versa, and, and then bringing pressure. That's because that's, that's what the guys want to do. And, and so if they're comfortable, if they're comfortable in the play call and they're getting aligned properly, then that lets them do what defenses have to do. Like, number one, two, and three always are, um, A, 
know your job, do your job, okay? B, run to the ball, and three, hit. Like, those are – if you do those things, you're probably going to be pretty good. And so what what Gidry is doing, in my opinion, is like, look, you know, maybe down a distance or, you know, game plan or whatever, maybe the, the best thing theoretically is to blitz, but he's going to blitz more. That's a good play call because his guy's like doing it, right? Just looking at this roster, I'm I'm curious, and I think this is a this is a question that a lot of Canes fans might have. Also, the defense has had a lot of success, obviously, um, in that Texas A&M game in the second half. Things opened up a little bit, but how much of what we're seeing right now is Coach Gidry doing an amazing job of using what he has, putting guys in the right position to make plays? You know, obviously, there's. So a lot of talent on this defense, but I mean, how much is Coach Gidry missing to really be able to unlock this defense and make it a true force moving forward? I mean, there was people before the season, a lot of fans were concerned with, you know, you don't have a 320 pound plus defensive lineman there, but that may not be what this defense calls for, right? I mean, looking at the personnel right now, moving forward, what do you? What would you like to see to really make this thing uh, a, a tough thing? Yeah, I mean, probably depth. You know, that that's the main thing. I think. You know, I you know, I think we we were already pretty thin. You know, like at linebacker. Yes, you know, the, the, there's a bunch of guys in there. Um, you know, uh, uh, four star guys that came in. They're still young. You know, playing linebacker young is really hard to do. You know, like like the thing that Shaq did for us. Uh, all those years ago is not normal, you know. Uh, same thing goes for safety, you know. And, and um, I was talking with D Money um, at Titanic, you know. It, it was a great time, uh, super packed house. We were sitting there by the bar uh, talking about James Williams. And, and a guy like him kind of gets, you know, uh, you know, kind of killed, right, uh, by the fans just because he's a guy, true freshman, playing safety all right and and i kind of touch touch on this on the post where it it's it's difficult it, it's difficult to even get lined up like to 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 uh to a no uh just know your job and b just to get lined up properly and and just do your job you know being that young is difficult so you know um it, it's really just depth right so so uh you know uh uh kitchens uh james williams are you know, really, it uh, doesn't get much better than that. And then I just don't know what we have coming up next, right? And, and you know, do I see another Cam Kinchins on the team? Probably not. Um, you know, but probably with the portal, I think, you know, uh, see, seeing a guy come in like, uh, like number 22, right? That's a guy that, to be honest with you, I, I don't know where the defense would be if we didn't have him. He's... Mm. You know, like he's one guy, but he can play everywhere. Right. And and that's what I think they're hoping. A, a Jadis Richard, who, who came in from Vanderbilt, there was a lot of talk about him. Yeah. Uh, Damari Brown as well. You see him playing that nickel spot. You see, you see the physicality that he brings. Mm-hmm. Listen, 22, Jaden Davis has played a lot of football. I think that definitely has helped, you know, with him being able to be a plug-and-play guy and be perfect for this defense um but without a doubt again this has been a a masterful job by coach Gidry 
taking what he what he has, right? And it's not you have you have a lot of different guys in new spots, but at the foundation of this thing, it's a lot of lot of the similar faces. You lose really two two corners that are playing in the NFL right now. One of them being a second round pick in Tyreek Stevenson, the other one in DJ Ivy, who's on that that fifty three man roster. So you did lose talent in important places, but you were able to replace it with guys who just might be more tailor-made for this system. Well, yeah, you know, I, I kind of going back to the first thing I said, right? Like uh, knowing your job, doing your job, uh, just, you know, it's, it's like, it's a matter of effort. Those first three things that I mentioned all tied to effort. And I just think there was something terribly wrong with the team last year. I think you take it and just uh, throw it out the window uh, a guy like Gidry comes in, um, you know, it, it seems like the guys like him, you know, and and and, and I, I I really can't emphasize enough how important mentality is on defense. And, and I think um, if you don't have that, you have nothing. Yeah, I mean, and I can tell you, obviously, knowing what's going on in there the last few years, there hasn't been, you know, that that trust. And it's just you see what he's done in his previous stops, right? And I think it's very easy for, for these guys to have looked at what he, what he did with talent that wasn't anywhere near what Miami has. And again, he's putting guys in positions to make plays. I'm, I want to ask you about the linebacker group because we have not talked about them very much. How much of an upgrade has that group been? in terms of athletic ability and, and yeah. how important is it to have those guys doing what they're doing in the scheme? So it it's kind of like in oh, from one year to the next, you kind of like flipped everything, right? Where a guy like uh, 31's on the field, you know, he, uh, like he's a year older, he's still skinny as hell. Um, you know, but again, linebackers similar to safety where if you don't know what you're doing, it's going to be a huge problem. There's going to be, huge mess ups right and so um going to uh 51 maui goa i i mean to me he's the best linebacker we've had um dating back before shack because wow. he's he's so physically he's so physically uh physically gifted he can run uh you know you know like he's smart he's super tough and 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 so like that's your traditional mic that we just lacked for what uh, three, four years. And then, you know, you know, the guys that are playing a ton for us are doing what they should be doing, playing special teams, uh, providing depth. And so, um, you know, when, when Maui Goa goes, I'm not sure who's going to go in there. Um, and, and then, you know, I, something that I wanted to, uh, to sort of touch on the post is, is that, you know, I, I, I feel like Gidry, wants to turn one of those positions into kind of like sort of being able to to like play on the edge sometimes right where that uh, uh, that weak side linebacker who plays to the boundary um you know on like a two by two formation is the guy that can cover okay can fill b gap uh not a, it, it's not a traditional mic but a guy that can kind of uh, come off the edge. That's what you see a lot with number uh, 31 and number 23. Um, similar body types, kind of like uh, bigger, longer guys, kind of rangy. Um, and then, 
you know, then you see more of the traditional mics uh, playing the strong side. And I think there's a good chance that that we get Malgo back for another for another season. So I mean, that would be that would be awesome with obviously the continued development of of some of these other guys. He's a former quarterback, right? I mean, I mean, I, yeah. that's exactly what you need to you know do well on the defense. If you don't have that with a a, uh, a smart free safety, it's going to be tough sledding. And I mean, look, let's also give a shout out to a guy like Corey Flagg, who, you know, Canes fans, you know, haven't exactly been excited with him being the starting linebacker a majority of the last three, four years, but is playing an awesome role for this team, has played a ton of football, and you need guys like that on the rotation. So uh, it's great to see him coming on. Yeah, you know, that's a guy that. Um, you know, I actually am a huge fan, you know what I mean? Like, like, like that's a guy that probably didn't have all the skills, uh, physically coming out, uh, a bit overweight, you know, just doesn't uh, fit all the measurables, but kind of has everything else. And, you know, I, you know, like I'm not in the program, I don't see much, but from what I can glean, that's a guy that's always working, uh, constantly watching film, uh, super tough guy. And, and, you know, that's the kind of guy we need, um, in the thick of it, I just think a guy like Mavigoa is just a clear step up. Yeah. I had a question about the defensive line. Before the Temple game, there was some concern, I guess you could say, about the lack of sack production, sack numbers from that group. Is this, you know, something that you're concerned with? Obviously, they had a good showing against Temple, but – is that just winning one-on-one battles with with the opposing offensive line? Is it the guys just they don't have the guys that they that they need right now? Guys developing. What, where do you see that uh, kind of going this season? I, I mean, for one, you know, we got pretty banked up pretty quick. Um, you know, like probably our uh, two best edge guys were out. I've been out for about two games, right? Um, and and. You know, sometimes it's a like a situation where maybe you don't get the sacks, but you get the pressures, and then a game down the road you get less pressures but more sacks. It's just kind of like a like a weird statistical thing that um, could sort of even out. Um, I do think though it's pretty clear Gidry is trying to manufacture pressure, right? Like he's trying to like bring four, but bring four in weird ways, and I I think he knows. Um, just because I don't, you know, I don't think it's it's part of his character to sort of, you know, bring pressure a lot, and the, you know, it, it it just seems like he knows it's an issue, and um, and he's doing something to kind of uh, manufacture something that isn't there. Obviously, they're trying to bring in the uh, the five star type kids now on the defensive line in this recruiting class. So definitely, you already know that that's going to be Mario's big pitches what it was last year with the offensive line is you're going to be have an opportunity to come in and make an impact immediately. Yeah. I mean, if you have like a, a bunch of five-star DNs, then uh, it gives you even more of, uh, of a genius, right? I mean, no. yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, once you, that, that was kind of my question earlier, right? Is once you get some of these, you mentioned a James Williams, who's perfect for the boundary safety spot he's playing. You mentioned a, Camp Kitchens being, you know, a top three 
player at his position, at, you know, in the country, right? Imagine once he starts to be able to fill in some of these other spots with cyborgs, right? And I think that's what they're trending towards 100%. Yeah, like it's a little bit, you know, kind of frustrating, right? Where uh, so all these years that we didn't have Mario, we had like a ton of great DNs, right? Um, and then all of a sudden we got a, you know, like really one or two prototypical uh, uh, guys right now in Nigel Lee Kelly um, and the freshman, I think it's number Jaden Wayne. Right, him. Or, yeah. And so those 18. guys, th- those guys look like the typical, you know, uh, prototypical guys. They're still young. Um, and the issue always was a uh, defensive tackle. And, and I mean, frankly, I think it's always going to be an issue. That's like one position that's, uh, very expensive. Yeah, and and South Florida doesn't always produce the the best interior linemen either. Obviously, you have you have guys that come out every few years, but that's not that's not a a strong suit down here in South Florida. Yeah, and and just just you know, kind of kind of thinking how this team has changed, right? Like what like what's changed the most? I mean, I think. We've spoken about it. It's, you know, sort of trusting the coaches and just having better uh, team chemistry, I guess, right? But, you know, but, but also looking at the offensive line, right? Just Mario already addressed that. You know, yes, they need more depth and things like that. That's very clearly been addressed. And you see it, right? Like we uh, – you play a team like Texas A&M, and it's almost like – after watching that, I feel like we can play against whoever, right? Because, you know, in the best seasons that we've had in the last 10 years, uh, 2017, yeah, you know, we won 10 games, whatever it was. We play our first team with a real D-line, and we have no chance, right? It's it's not even a game. Um, you know, I you know I think all the other things will uh, sort of work itself out. If we can find a quarterback, if we can, you know, keep stacking – uh, these guys in the offensive line um, get more D linemen. I, I think we can play with anybody. Nick, before I let you go, I know you watch college football and you watch the ACC, and you you know you're familiar with a lot of these teams Miami's going to be facing, right? So anything, you know, the North Carolinas of the world, the Florida States, the Clemsons, right? And you kind of just alluded to it. You feel like Miami you know, when they're clicking on all cylinders, can really play with anybody uh, right now. How, how are those matchups looking from what you've seen? Um, obviously, North Carolina with Drake May, he's, it looks like a top five pick. Clemson is not the same Clemson, but they still have, you know, they still have that, that Clemson aura to them and Florida State doing what they're doing this year. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I you know, I'm not – I. You know, I, uh, for a reason, don't ever bet on the Canes. You know that's because I, you know, I'm kind of like a, a kind of biased. I think that uh, that we can beat all of them. Um, but you know, really, really, I think we'll fav- uh, be favored against Clemson, uh, North Carolina, Florida State. Um, you know, they're kind of a weird team, right? Where you know you see them really beat up on people. Uh, impose themselves in the run game um i do think it's a good matchup you know and i think that there's still sort of um like a little bit of a sloppy team um 
you know, but but uh, definitely their their run game against our defensive line is something I'm concerned about. Um, but I do think that we will score points. Yeah, no, definitely, and that's and listen, they have the thing about FSU is they have they have a a good amount of NFL talent and important positions over there right now. So it's going to be a good battle. Uh, we'll see what both teams are at at that point of the season. But obviously, Canes have the bye week this week. Need to get healthy, like you said. I mean, they're they're they've been missing some important guys here: Nigel Lee Kelly, Branson Dean, Akeem Mesador. Yeah. Right, Camp Kitchens, and and we're hopeful that all these guys get back as soon as possible. But once you get, once you can get back to as as you know as close as you can get to one hundred percent health, it'll it'll go a long way because that's the biggest thing right now defensively is probably the lack of depth in some of these spots. I mean, you're pretty close in a couple spots. You know, if another guy or two goes down, you're yeah, you're kind of out of luck there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Uh, uh, I definitely agree. You know, I, uh, um, just uh, thinking about it, uh, defensive line, uh, safety corner, all kind of they're teetering. Right there. <laughs> yeah, they're right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, man. Um, uh, 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 thanks for having me on. You know, I uh, stayed late at work um, here at uh, the Trevor Real Law Firm. This is my law firm. I, I, uh, a quick five second plug. Um, you know, if you guys have any issues with uh, any insurance claims in your house, let me know, and we'll make the insurance company pay by force. Well, none of that stuff happens in South Florida, so. <laughs> <laughs> There's never any hurricanes down here, right? Exactly, exactly. Nick Echeverria, also known as West End Zone on the CanesInsight.com forums. I'm sure he'll be posting great content the rest of the season. It's been, listen, it's been fun to get a lot of the Canes Insight community involved. Lance Roffers comes on with his analytical look. Nick coming on now with, with his X's and O's look on the defense side of the ball. We got Steve Kim with his historical analysis, Steve-O. Yeah. So we got to – listen, we got a great team here. Brad Tejeda on the recruiting side. You know, we're going to keep uh, bringing this to you the rest of the season Kane's Insight family, appreciate you once again, Nick, for joining the show tonight. Thank you.